Welcome to Living With Lifestyle, the podcast that brings you a wealth of information, inspiration, and support on every aspect of living with MS. I'm your host, Kelly Wright, and I'm thrilled to be on this journey with you. Before we dive in, let me share a bit about myself. My passion for this podcast stems from my own experiences with MS. Caring for my incredible mum, who bravely lived with MS, and receiving my own diagnosis at the age of 30. My goal is to create a space where we can all feel connected, understood, and supported. This podcast isn't just about me, it's about building a vibrant community where we can share stories, laugh together, and even shed a tear when we need to. It's about supporting each other through the unique, individual, and unpredictable journey of living with MS. Get ready for a diverse range of topics from medical experts and health and wellness professionals, corporate executives and HR experts. We'll be bringing you latest research insights, trending themes and resources on how to manage MS effectively. I'm so excited to embark on this incredible adventure with you all. Together, we'll gain confidence, knowledge and empowerment to create the lifestyles that truly support our wellness and aspirations. Welcome everyone. Um, I'm so excited for today's podcast guest. We have the amazing Adriana Spiru. Now, have I said your uh, surname correctly? Yeah, close. Yeah, Spiru. Yeah, you were close. (laughs) Yeah, great. Um, Now, your story is just like it. The more that I've been speaking to you, the more questions I have for you. And I know everybody's going to want to know the same because your story is not like MS is kind of like the the end result of your story I feel like your story started six years ago yeah through a whole journey up to a diagnosis and then completely transformed and elevated your career your life so um you're probably going to feel like you're well and truly interviewed today although I love more because I just want to know everything and I know we won't get it all in so everybody listening to this I promise you that we'll we'll have a part two of this at some point so um welcome thank you for trusting me uh to tell your story to have this conversation um as always we are creating a safe space there's nothing out of you know nothing out of bounds if there's anything you don't want to talk about just let me know and we won't we'll, we'll go on a different track but um let, like let's go back six, like six years ago like what was your life like six years ago uh so it, it's hard to explain like if you're remembering if you're remembering back that far um the cats just want to be on the podcast um yeah so it was it was different it was very different to now even going back 10 years so um 10 years ago roughly give or take I was training because I I just enjoyed I just enjoyed being like the the training and and feeling fit and and getting fitter and my, my journey actually started um I think it, it was about probably 10 years ago I'd say but I was I was diagnosed in 2020 yeah um but that stemmed off um uh optic so a, a case a case of optic neuritis so um that's initially um where my sort of journey started from um 
back then and then it sort of it sort of led on from there but my life was definitely very different back then so okay. yeah so 10 years ago you're getting into weight training powerlifting and at what point yeah. did you start feeling and even whether that was ms related or not what point did you start feeling that something maybe isn't right with how my body is functioning um so it was more so my my eyes were shifting to focus. So they, okay. they were shifting horizontally to focus on something. And I was like, okay, like that. And it, it wouldn't be all the time. It would just be seldomly. And I was like, okay, maybe maybe there's something behind this. But it was more so when um, I just I just wasn't feeling well. Like I just wasn't feeling well as a whole. And, and I had initially um, had an MRI done. Okay. Um, and I had to actually push to get another one done because they're like, oh, it's fine. It's nothing. Like you just go to, go to the optometrist. And I'm like, okay, um, you know, that's fine. But there was just something, there was just something in me where I was like, no, I don't feel right. And this yeah. isn't right. Um, so, so you had, sorry, but, so you had an MRI, nothing yeah. of concern came up in that initial MRI, but, and you were advised to go, you know, and go to the eye doctor, get, get yourself sorted out. But um, knew that, that, there was more to it than than you know needing glasses. Yeah. So um, initially, I had the shifting of my eyes, and then I developed optic neuritis in my left eye, mm-hmm. um, and that's what stemmed um, the MRI to be done. Okay. So he's like, you know, sometimes you know optic neuritis is a sign of MS, but he's like, it's fine. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's nothing, and you know, let's just go and get an MRI anyway. And so I went and got the MRI done. Um, and I was just so naive about it. Like I was like, pfft. at the time, like I was, I think, 20, 22, something, something like that. And yeah. um, I just felt kind of rude because I was sitting in the MRI room like pfft, on my phone. There's, there's nothing there. Like it's not going to be anything, you know. And um, and it was. So there, yeah. there was something there. I had a few lesions um, on my brain and that kind of like took took me aback. I wasn't. I wasn't um, prepared for that. So the, the second MRI is the one that I actually had to push for for a confirmed diagnosis. So they were okay. like, oh, you know, it can do multiple things. But I was like, no, I'm not feeling well. Like this is something for me. So Because yeah. I've never had that. So I never actually knew how long I'd actually had that there for. So, yeah. yeah. So had you had up until the discussion with your doctor around, you know, it could mean MS, but it could mean everything. You could live a completely normal life. Had you ever come into contact with anyone or heard about what multiple sclerosis was? Uh, no, I had. I actually had no idea. Um, I knew. I knew what it was. Um, and for me, it was always uh, a case of someone being in a wheelchair and just being really, really unwell. And um, that's just what I what I saw MS as. So um, I didn't have a lot of knowledge of it, but I knew about it and I knew about yeah. the disease itself. So, yeah. And at this time, right, you had gone through a whole life transformation. You had lost 60 kgs in weight. You had... Yeah. Had- the like your whole body was transformed from a skin perspective you were focusing on your health and on your diet and so so in one way you think your body was at its maximum like ultimate performance because of the way you were treating your body from a health perspective yes correct so um when I had initially had the MRI done um that was pre-weight loss 
Okay. So um, the MRI and the first bout of optic neuritis were pre-weight loss. Right. And then after that, I was like, okay, like I'm not feeling well. Um, and it, it, it was actually my weight loss wasn't due to me in the beginning wanting to do it. I wanted to do it and I'd wanted to do it for a long time and there was just nothing that was working. Um and I had a partner at the time who wasn't who wasn't the nicest and it was so it was an ultimatum at the end of the day. Wow. So um I lost a whole heap of weight and then I realized that like, you know, this is for the for my for my best interest anyway. Yeah. Um and then the second bout of optic neuritis was um when I got the confirmed diagnosis mm. after that. So that was some yeah. six, seven years later prior. So they weren't close together at all. Yeah. Um that's how long it took me to get a second MRI. So oh my God. yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, I was at when I when I was diagnosed, I was at like peak physical physical fitness. Like for yeah. for for me and for where I where my journey was at, yeah. it was the fittest fittest I'd ever been. So and having yeah. this diagnosis, like how did that hit home? Because you've got goals, motivations you want to take on the powerlifting, weightlifting world. And yeah. No, you know, having like like you said, MS to you meant being really unwell, probably being in a wheelchair. What? Yeah. Like, how did you take that news? Like, and and your family as well. You know, I know that you're really close oh, to your family. So, so how how did you yeah. process that information? Um, I didn't. Mm-hmm. So it was uh it was just a kick in the guts. Um, I felt like, you know, life as I knew it was over pretty much like from what, because I, I didn't know what the, what, what exactly entailed um, having the disease and, and being diagnosed with it. So, um, oh, I went into just like a spiral. It, it was, it was almost like, I was like pinching myself. Like this can't be real. Like this, uh, how, how do I have that? And more so it was in the beginning, it was like a blame thing. It's like, what did I do? Yeah. What did I do wrong? And my mum at the time was actually the same. She's like, what did I do wrong? Like, did I, was it something at birth? You know, was it, was it something when I was carrying you? She's like, how come, you know, cause your brother and your sister don't have, she's like, you know, like how, what did I do wrong? Yeah. I'm like, mum, nothing. Like it's yeah. not, it, but you, you go to, you go to look for answers and there are just, there are just none. So yeah. and I definitely. That, isn't that weird that yeah. even today, 2023, you go for answers yeah. And it is a minefield to navigate what MS means, oh, how we get it, that was we get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was just the beginning. The diagnosis was just the beginning of just a whole lot of um, flailing through symptoms and confusion and not being able to get answers. Like it sounds really bad, but it's almost like the diagnosis was the was the easy part. Yeah. <laughs> and someone just being like, you've got MS, see ya, shoo yeah. now. And that, that's pretty much what it, that's exactly what it was like. I actually got diagnosed over the phone. So, and it wasn't even, I was supposed to have an appointment the next day and he called me accidentally the day before my neuro at the time. Um, mm. And he was basically like, um, he's like, oh, so your MRIs are good. I'm like, oh, like my appointment's tomorrow. He's like, yeah. oh, okay, don't worry. We'll just, we'll just talk about it then. And I'm like, well, like, am I going to stew overnight? Like, do I have it or do I not? He's like, oh, you do, but we'll just talk about it tomorrow. It's fine. See ya. And that's pretty much, yeah, that, that was a hundred percent. That was my diagnosis. So, my yep. God, I am like for anybody, but I'm so like so sorry that you had to go through that, right? Because being yeah, really. young, being super fit, being you know completely unprepared for that diagnosis, and not 
given the support as you think you would get going to a neurologist and going through those steps. Because like you said, that we go through grief for this. There's your seven emotions of grief. There's your anger. There's your blame. You know, not that just being yep. thrown at you in a, in a unprepared phone call. Like how, how did you get past that? Uh, I confided in family, my partner, um, and it's a lot because you can see you can see people like genuinely worried for you and and it was my thing was just like the look of worry on people's faces that's what mm. that's what was the most scary um but yeah. my family actually took it quite well like my mum was like you know that we i knew we knew like there was something there was something not right yeah um so answers wise it was like okay like we know what's wrong now um and that was that was sort of just that was sort of just the beginning, but I definitely, yeah, I did like a, a deep dive. Like it was a lot of research and it was yeah. a lot of like, what does this mean? Like it was a, and even though I was, I was eating healthy and I was doing everything at the time, it was more so like a drastic, even a drastic health change. Even from then it's like, right. My plan of action is like, okay, what am I going to do now? Like I was still grieving, but I was like, no, it's fine. Like I'll, I'll be fine. Like there's, it's fine. And it was more so like, you know, you, you'll be fine. And that was how I saw it in my head. And I, it was more so like a, from a, from a fitness point of view, it was, you know, what's a, what's an MS type diet that can help with inflammation. It was all, it was like all directed towards that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what really um, interests me because we're so, the the more I've been, you know, we've been talking, we've, we've got so many like interests and and how we're approaching our diet and, and health and fitness. And, um, talk me through, like for everybody who's listening to you. So in terms of let's go through, right. We've got the MS diagnosis and that will keep coming into the conversation. But I like you are much more than an MS diagnosis. Like I'm so um, intrigued and I know that you're in competition mode prepping at the moment. So talk us through like how did you get into powerlifting? Like what how like the the benefits that the weightlifting has had on you pre-MS and post diagnosis like how does that feel and then how do you like your fasting is next level motivation (laughs) like today I did 15 hours and on my like the 15th hour and I'm like oh my god Adriana like fast for another five like five how can I do 20 hours like talk me through everything from the weightlifting to the fasting like how you knew that this was what was working for you post and pre-MS yeah so um during the weight loss process um I wasn't weightlifting that much um it was more so very very cardio like three times a day type cardio that that's what I was doing and I was killing myself essentially and my thing is is like maybe um it's something that stemmed from just overexertion and I'm mm-hmm. like you can't you can't blame yourself but to me mm-hmm. I was like shit like you know what I mean but that's that's originally um what I started with and then um I ended up just lifting light weights like body weight type stuff um I know 10 kilos here and there whatever and then I just I just started with the bar and I started with Olympic bar and at the time I just really really loved it so that's essentially where I started and I kind of never looked back. Like it's just the way it's just gone up and up from there. So yeah. I have plateaued a few times with um, um, not being able to uh, get past a certain weight um, okay. lifting wise. 
So um, I had to put all ego aside, all everything aside and just go back to basics, go back to bar and just work on technique and stuff like that. So um, that was what it was like sort of pre-diagnosis. Um, and then after the weight loss journey and all of that and I had a proper diagnosis, um, it just went into um, weightlifting for cardio purposes and it was also weightlifting for muscle um, muscle gain. Yeah. And just overall fitness. So, and at the time I didn't know that now I've got like, I've got no muscle weakness. I don't have anything. And at the time I was doing it even before I knew about anything about any kind of diagnosis, I was doing it because I loved it. I had no idea it was preventing like a future diagnosed symptom. So that's why that was wild to me to figure that out. Yeah. So good. And and I think you know, that the whole, the the more research that I'm, this world that, you know, creating living with lifestyle has just made me go down avenues and rabbit holes of of how, you know, I thought I was pretty fit before, but now I'm like, oh my God, there's so much that I can learn. But what what I'm finding is, which also is around that whole muscle strength of, you know, preparing us for the future of, you know, the muscle strength is so important to be able to keep our minds straight and healthy and, you know, fit. Yeah. It's not just yeah. what we're putting into our mindset or our bodies. It's how we're creating that muscle strength to be able to carry us when we're 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years old. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, after after diagnosis, it was more so a, um, a maintenance thing. Like I would, mm-hmm. I would never be that weak person I would never um well that that was my aim like I I I was never going to lose my mobility it was just it's just not an option for me so my thing was you know you've got to do what you've got to do and if I've got to change and I did I drastically changed a lot yeah so even now with, with comp prep and stuff like that um the only thing that has really changed with um the power lifting and the diet and it's weightlifting in general but the only thing that has really changed was that I pushed it towards an MS type, um, anti-inflammatory type diet. So I've cut out a lot of stuff. Um, and it was more so just the way that I looked at it. So I couldn't, my thing was, is that I couldn't do things the way I did it before. Yeah. And to me, that was like, that was like a, a hit below the belt, but and it was very hard pill to swallow. Like I, I'm not saying that I didn't have days where I just sat there being like, why can't I do this? Like I, and I just went down like a rabbit hole, but it's more so that I had to look at it from a point where I can still do this. I can still do what I was doing, but I need to be wary and I need to listen to my body a lot more now. And yeah. I need to know my limits for the day, for the hour, for, for the week. Like I need to know um, where my limits are and not push past that to, to further a symptom that I was currently having or to just, make things worse so you really need to know limitations for sure yeah yeah and and I from what I know about you that was probably really hard at the beginning it was so hard (laughs) so yeah it was definitely very hard for me um like I'd be on my way to the gym and I'd get like a drunk feeling and I couldn't lift my neck and things like that so it was just like I'd have my partner talking me like on the way home talking me through you know, yeah. getting me back home. Yeah. And it was like, I had a plan and I'd be pissed. I was like, I had a plan, you know, I was on my way to do stuff. And then it's just like, oh, sorry, not today or not right now. And that was such a hard, cause I just sat there and I was like, it can, anything can change in like the split second, MSYs, symptoms, yeah. relapses, anything. So like that, that was hard for me because I had a plan 
and this has ruined my plan and it's not like it was before. I just wanted to do it and I went and did it because nothing was stopping me. But now there's like a um, a little barrier of sorts that you have to either climb over or you just stay behind for that day. So it's it's, yeah. it's fine. It's it's just it's just knowing my body and I, I'm at, I have actually been listening to my body a lot more. Good. And I've had, I had someone say to me, my coach, um, Emma from um, Empire Body Shop, she was literally like, look, your your rest needs to be prioritised just as much as your hustle. Like you, you yeah. need to prioritise both exactly the same way. And I found that very hard. That that was that was almost the hardest part for me. Yeah. It was like, no, I can do it. And you're like, no, rest. I'm like, yeah, yeah fine, I will rest. And, and I, there's always tomorrow, you know, like, yeah. Always. And, and, you know, the science tells us that sleep and rest is just as important as that activity yeah. side of things. Like we always talk about trying to create a balance, but the more that we research this and, you know, we spoke about the um, – Mindy, Dr. Mindy Pels, who is absolutely phenomenal in the world of fasting and, and, you know, the, the best thing around health is making sure that is good fasting, good health starts with good sleep. A hundred percent. And that's something that I definitely struggled with like this whole time. So my sleep is, um, it's up and down. Like I get very restless and it's always like a light sleep. Like I had the tracker on my watch, like tracking, yeah. um, you know, whether it's light sleep, REM sleep or whatever. And I think I'd yeah. probably get like majority was light sleep. I get like a few hours, maybe REM sleep on a good night. And then yeah. I'd get like maybe 50 minutes of deep sleep. So, wow. I mean, obviously sleep being a main trigger for MS. And I had an old nurse tell me that, um, one night of bad sleep is like you have three days of symptoms coming from that and you can't actually catch up from sleep. Yes, it's literally yeah. something that, and so sleep is something that I've really tried hard to prioritize, but I'm terrible at drinking water. I really need to drink more. And I know that that's like a weakness. You, you do life. need to drink more water. Um, <laughs> how <laughs> did you, like, how did you identify that fasting was, you know, beneficial for your health and actually, like, what have you seen the benefits towards your relationship with MS since you've really yeah. been focusing on that fa- on that fasting maintenance and routine? Yeah. yeah, so um, that's only something I've been doing, like, for probably the last 10 weeks or so. So it's not something I've done um, before. But my main um, reason why I'd started was that there was just nothing that I could eat where my stomach was like, oh, I'm okay with this. Mm-hmm. So it was like bloating or it was um, an upset tummy or because I've always been lactose intolerant, like severely. Yeah. So um, I was like, and I, I've been told a lot too, is that um, sometimes if you're lactose intolerant, gluten intolerance comes sort of hand in hand at times. Yes. And um, I couldn't tolerate white bread. I couldn't tolerate cheese. There was just like nothing like vegetables would make me feel sick in the stomach. So oh, I was like, no. maybe my gut just needs a reset yeah. and I was told that fasting can help improve your gut health which is obviously like directly linked to your brain and your brain health and things like that mental yeah. health as well so that's originally why I'd started um and I just saw so many benefits from it like I was no longer bloated um I was sleeping better things like that so um I just sort of never really looked back and that's what that's what I've just been doing and it's been working. So on a yeah. Sunday, I take a break on a Sunday because I see my grandma and she tries to force feed me. <laughs> but um, we're I'm half Italian, half, like half Sicilian, half Greek. So um, I take oh, a break so, on a So Sunday. a Sunday lunch at your house is phenomenal. Oh, it's actually at my grandma, my nonna's. But um, 
bless her, I love them both so much. But um, yeah, it's 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 a lot. So I still try to um eat like within my because obviously with comp prep, like within yeah. my calories and still being whether I want a deficit or whether I want whatever. So it's yeah. just for strength building and making sure I still get um the things that I need. But far, it's definitely helped me. And I didn't. I was just gonna do it for a short period of time. Um because just to like reset my gut but after that it was sort of I, I really realized the benefits of it um and mm. the changes in my body and my like my mental health and things like that yeah. as well yeah um clarity focus 100 percent. like I'd get to probably two or three o'clock in the afternoon and that's when I would struggle for the first week or so but my body just took to it like a fish to water like my body is very um all right, cool. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Except in the world of my stomach and my brain. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I was like, you know, surely there's something um, that I could benefit from this. And I'm hundred percent like, I will try anything. I will try anything if it helps yeah. my health and if it helps my brain, if it helps my body and it helps maintain where I'm at now for as long as I can, um, yeah. I'll do it. Like I'm, I'm much into like all the different sort of alternate therapies. <laughs> um, that you know uh things like NDIS and things like that won't cover um yes. but I'm very into all of that so yeah. I'll, I'll try anything really to help myself and, that, yeah. and and we're all different right you know I'm sure when we research everybody says you know do the Mediterranean diet and I remember when yeah. I was diagnosed literally my my neurologist said to me you know don't worry um there was a uh there was a study in Denmark and 10% of the uh people who once they passed and they gave their bodies to science 10% of them had MS and they didn't even know it stick to Mediterranean diet you'll be fine I was like Okay, sure. I mean, I like fish. I like red wine. Let's just, because I had no clue, you know. And then like I woke up one day like a baby elephant and was like, oh, these legs aren't moving. I've got to look at what actually a good diet looks like. Um, And and fasting definitely helps my body. It helps my clarity. And, And, you know, like 10 weeks in, it becomes such a habit. Like I'm completely impressed of your 20, like 24 and listening to the recent science around what that kind of puts your body in and the um complete you know new microbiome in your gut you have um your your body's destroying any cells with with a virus I I listened and don't quote me all the haters who listen to this around what the science said but on the recent podcast I listened to that you know if you're in that that state of fasting and you're with somebody who has a virus I don't know let's just call it COVID um you are so much more prepared not to get it because your body is in absolutely fight mode and if that virus enters your stream like your body's fighting for you it's it's back in the day of you know, feast and famine, and there's a lot of fighting that comes to that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was explained to about MS where it's more so like, it, uh, like the analogy of bringing a knife to a garden fight. That's pretty much like what MS is. Like it's just like I'm going to fight this, but let's do it in the wrong way and cause more. <laughs> When when you said, and I made a plan and it always reminds me of like, God laughs at those who make plans. And I'm like, God doesn't, MS does. MS laughs at everybody who's fighting the fight (laughs) and makes plans. They go, I tell you what we're going to do for fun. This is what we're going to do. And you wake up and go, but I had a plan. Like it was all planned. And then they're like, "Uh uh-uh, today. 
that was one of my main things was like, you know, I'm going to put a plan in place. And even now, like, I'm like, you know, I, I usually train three, three, four days a week and then do the cardio in between. Um, and I was like, yep, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, train tomorrow. And then it's just like, okay, feeling dizzy, you know, yeah, face aches, whatnot. And they're like, all right, well, I'm going to train tomorrow. I'm going to go for a walk today. So it's, it's always yeah. something, but, um, and I'm always going to get it done, but it's just, it's just when I do it, whether it's today or tomorrow. Um, yeah. And I feel better once I've had that rest day. Like, for instance, yesterday I wasn't feeling that well. So I'm like, okay, I'll train tomorrow. And I did train today. So it's like that rest actually helped me um, progressing forward. So rest is so, so important. Yeah. Definitely. So what does prep, like, let's go into, like, the competition, which is in September, and I'm sure everyone's going to get completely behind you, but what does prep look like <laughs> for you when you're preparing for a competition? What's the competition for? What are you going to win? Like, what's the what's the outcome for you? Yeah. Um, So it's an in-house – it is an in-house competition, but it's also, like, offered to people um, from around. Um, And it's at my gym in Empire, um, Empire Body Shop in Beanley. So um, – it's it's a deadlift competition, so okay. it's solely around one lift, um, and yeah. it's more so anything goes. So you can use straps, you can use a suit, you can use just whatever to get that weight up, and then you produce. I believe it's your three stronger, like your three heaviest lifts, and it's you just all you're. It sounds bad, but you're basically compared. Like it's it's a it's a uh, you're compared to each other, and whoever's got the strongest, like whatever. But it's anything goes. So yeah. Um, that's the competition that I'm aiming for. But I actually had to put my infusion back a week because my infusion was for the 22nd of September and my competition was the 30th. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't, like, I can't do this. Like, I'm going to have zero energy. I'm going to be depleted. I just can't. So I'm like, I'm going to yeah. put it back a week. Like, I know you feel shitty, but this is important to me and I'm just going to put it back a week because there's no way I could do it. If I had my infusion that yes. week before, there's no way I just lose all my strength. I'm in bed for a couple of days. It's yeah, it's difficult. So um, comp, that's that's the comp that I'm doing at the moment. And, and touch on that, um, just so everybody knows, you're an Ocrevus, and um, your Ocrevus infusion is every six months. There is a term with all the MS of mobile, the the famous or infamous crap gap. But you yeah. get that crap back, crap back. You get that crap gap at the beginning, yeah. in the middle, and at the end. Uh, not so much in the middle, but I used to get it in the beginning and the end, um, for a good, for a good month at least. Um, last time it was about six weeks before my infusion that I started to feel it wear, wear off. If you, if you want to say it like that. Um, but the bounce back for this time was actually better. So the last one that I had, I had a bigger crap gap in the end, um, when I was running out, I guess. And then, um, after I actually bounced back quicker. So it was maybe a day or so and I, I was feeling okay. But my immunity is just the worst, like all the time. So yes. I have terrible immunity. And I, and I actually had glandular fever at one point, which I didn't know about. And I heard wow. there was a link between yeah. glandular fever and mess. Yeah. Um, I never knew I had it. I was always quite sick. I got tonsillitis a lot. So Same. as a kid. So Same. Tonsillitis, yeah. tonsils were out. I think I was 18 when I got glandular fever. Yes, yeah. So there's there's so much of a connection there that I didn't that I didn't know about. Um, yeah. I didn't even know um, I had glandular fever. It just came up in like a blood test at one point yeah. um, that you'd had it, but it's not detected anymore. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. But then then again, my sister has had glandular fever, and they're 
saying it's a MS is a genetic thing and why I was told this and yeah. you know it's a stress factor and it's an environmental factor and like my sister and I are both similar age yeah um grew up in the same environment both had glandular yeah. fever one has it one doesn't so it's, yeah yeah uh, it's just there's yeah, it's a lot. I, you know I think everybody there's so much research we still do not know you know the fundamental cause why some people get it and some people don't I think for me yeah. my, my mum had MS and you know I'm half my mum, half my dad. So whatever was that trigger, you know, I was lucky enough to get it. And, you know, here I am fighting the fight for MS. But um, it's it's bizarre how there are so many similarities between people that the tonsillitis, the glandular fever, you know, that maybe vitamin D deficient also. So there's lots of, um, I know there's lots of research still going on in that space to try and find some answers for us. Yeah, that's the thing as well. It's like, but I have nobody like in my whole family line well that I know about. No one has MS, not one person. So um, my thing that I was thinking of is like during my weight loss, um, I was super overexerting myself, but there's no connection to that. But yeah. I was also on Duramine at the time and that was just yeah. rattling my brain and just all yeah. kinds of like, it's a little speed basically. Yeah. So um, that's what I was using to help lose weight. So I was thinking, shit, maybe it's like, Maybe it's the duramine and then because uh, yeah. I've I read a case where three or four people were on duramine, had significant weight loss, all developed optic neuritis, all developed MS. So yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Like, but you never know. I'll never know. Yeah. But it's no. like, maybe. And we're just trying to find an answer, answer, right? You're just trying to find an answer that gives you the reason why. But there isn't, you know, we're not going to find the reason why in the next, you know, little bit. We need more money to be invested in MS research so then we can get our answers. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay. just a lot. Yeah. So much. So you are prepping now for your um, comp, which you've got to keep us updated. Um, you have completely embraced the, the fasting 10 weeks in. And I know that our time is running out, but what's what's next for you? Like what what's what's the next the, the next goal that you're gonna smash? Uh well, comp is the next thing, but the thing after that is that I just want to try new things like this year I've been I've tried pottery, I've wanting to do sailing through NDIS. So just I just want to learn new things and I wanna open my brain up and just learn about things that will help me and and especially like the research side of things. And it's almost like trialing different things out, like yeah. different types of diets, different types of exercises, maybe look into like more I was looking into more so like a holistic approach. So um aromatherapies, things like that type of stuff. Just just and naturopath as well. Like yeah. that's what I was looking into, into because it's like I've tried everything and my body just loves to reject things. So, um, yeah. yeah, I was, I wanted to try, um, yeah, just, just different things that helped my body and just, yeah, it's, it, my main goal is to maintain my health, maintain everything for, for a prolonged period, like as yeah. a lifestyle, not just for the right now, it's for, yeah, forever. Yeah, this so, isn't this isn't a fad. This isn't a you know a, a three month diet. This is like an absolute lifestyle choice that is going to yeah. prolong your health and your fitness, just like yeah. everybody else. Yep. But you're Pretty just much, fighting yeah, like a killer different. disease at the same time. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Like I've had someone say to me, "Oh, so you were diagnosed with MS?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And they're like, "Oh, so can you live a normal life, or are you just going to die early?" And I was like, "Oh." What? Yeah, so it's just it's just the naivety of it. Um, yeah, and the fact that like you know people have 
relapsing, remitting, um, that's the type I have and people have um, progressive. Yeah. And so mine is relapsing, remitting. Um, I'm obviously doing something right because there's no new disease activity. Like um, I'm just not going to let it. I've never laid down and took anything. So um, yeah. I'm always going to fight forever. Yeah. Like yeah. whether it's hard, whether it's good, I'm just going to fight the good fight and yeah. hopefully they find a cure for it and or I'll find it myself. <laughs> yeah. We'll go into the research. Um, I have absolutely loved getting to know you and talking to you. I think your attitude and your motivation to help others by being working in the disability services yourself is just phenomenal. Like you are somebody who embraces life and, you know, whatever seems to be thrown at you, MS or not, you're just like, fuck it, I'm going to get through this, I'm going to change it, I'm going to change the world and bring people along on the journey also, which I think is refreshing and I thank you for that because, you know, you could have just decided to stay at home and not put yourself out there or be involved in this podcast or share your tips around health and fitness and diet and mental health and and you choose to do that. So I think that's amazing for for you to do that. Thank you. I feel like a lot of the time too, people look at me and they're just like, "You got MS?" Like, yeah. you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a powerlifter and I'm I'm all this kind of stuff, and people are just like, "You powerlift and you have MS?" Because people think, yeah. "Oh, tech," you know, a lot of the time you got muscle weakness and you yeah, are in a wheelchair and this and that. And they're like, "You have MS?" Like that's so. For me, I don't think I'm a normal a normal case of someone who's got MS. Like, I yeah. refuse to let it get the best of me. So that's that's, Diana, that's the best of me. You are a weapon. That's what I think you are. I think you are a weapon of mass destruction. You are awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I um, appreciate that. So we have a plan. We are trying to get somebody to come on this podcast who is the uh, fasting queen. So I have um, spoken to Adriana and we are going to come back together and talk to, yeah. um, I don't want to okay. get the name away in case they don't want anything to do with us, but we're going to continue this conversation. I'm going to open it up. So anybody who wants to message us, um, we are not experts in this space. We are just two girls trying to make the best of our life by looking into different ways um, that health and diet and fitness can help us achieve our goals on a day-to-day basis. And like Adriana said, continue that quality of life that we are not ready to give up. So anybody can connect with us. Um, Thank you for your time today and being so open around your diagnosis and your journey today been awesome really enjoyed speaking to you um we will stay in touch you are awesome keep fighting that fight and keep us updated with what is going to happen in september when you smash the record and win the comp thank you very much it was lovely to talk to you if i can help other people like that that's just my main goal is just to motivate if i can do it you can so yeah yeah. that's awesome if we can do it you can do it so we'll drop all of adriana's contact details in the podcast but thank you for listening this has been kelly wright living with lifestyle we look forward to hearing you again awesome thank you bye now i would love your help This is an important show and we want to touch as many people as we possibly can living with MS or supporting those with MS. And I need your help to do that. Can you please write a review on the Apple app? Can you share this podcast on social media? By doing that, we're going to get out with global domination. That's what we want. We want to create a community of people thriving with MS. If you can do that for me, the first five people that send me the screenshot of their review and the uh, social media repost, re-like, whatever it is, 
you will get sent by me with love one of our living with hats in white with the gray logo or black with the vibrant orange logo how awesome are these hats and just by liking this podcast or sharing it and writing and writing a review on the app you will get sent one the first five people to do that please can you do that for me thank you for joining me on this episode of living with lifestyle I'm grateful for each and every one of you, our dedicated listeners who make this podcast a true community of strength and empowerment. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to hit that follow subscribe button on your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you can leave a review or rating that will help others find the show. You can also connect with us on social media at living with lifestyle for even more engaging content and discussions or head to our website livingwithlifestyle.com all the links are in the episode notes thank you again for being part of this incredible community until next time keep shining bright and living life to the fullest this is living with lifestyle signing off